I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless Sex Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Ooh, that's good. I see what you did there. You like that one? I didn't even tell you I was going to do it. You sm- Were you thinking about that, though? No, I just ca- it just came to me naturally. You're smart. It came to me naturally like something does in my butt from time to time. Ooh, so natural. <laughs> so organic every time <laughs> it happens. I just follow the synchronicity and the organicity, and all of a sudden there's a dick in my ass. I know, it's true. <laughs> or a dildo. You're fine. Hey, everyone. We're here to talk about anal today. Guess what? It's anal August. Anal August in some places. Oh, yes. When the A's aren't pronounced like I'm here for the, all. I'm here for the anal. I'm for the anal gangbang. I'm April. 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 Anal April. You're Ami. Uh, oh, I call you Shami. Shami. This is our month. It starts with an A. Yeah, it's perfect. And uh, we love the anal. This is, we love talking about this. We love talking about anal because, um, well, it's the ass. It's wonderful. It's the universal orifice of pleasure. Everyone has one for the most part. And um, I believe that a lot of people have some not so fabulous information on how to have pleasurable, enjoyable anal sex. This is true. And this episode is very different because we've done a lot of anal episodes. It's with Eric Everhard, porn star, director. He's been on our show before talking about how to be a badass lover, some superpower shit. But he's here to talk about actually the penis owner or penetrator or tops perspective on anal sex. You're the one that's actually penetrating someone else. And how to navigate this space. I have a t-shirt that says, I'm the penetrator. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are, Chip. I'm yes. not, though. I'm just kidding. That's but true. She's I the feel bottom. Like I mean, that's Everhard, not true. we should send him a t-shirt that says, I'm, I'm the penetrator. No, he's the, remember, he's the, he's the opener. The anal opener. Yeah, the anal opener. Yeah, yeah you'll hear why he's the anal opener. Uh, and so, I, and he might say a lot about uh, men and women here, and speaking more so to uh, penetrating a woman. And we do ask in the episode, well, does this apply to everyone? Because everyone has an ass, and like, yes, there's penis owning individuals that have a prostate in their ass. Although it makes anal sex even more enjoyable in that regard. Um, but this applies to everyone because, again, universal orifice. Uh, so before we do that, we will do a sex question. But we were talking about hemorrhoids because. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get nice down to transition. It. We were, yes, Amy's like, rrr, 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 well, we're talking about hemorrhoids because we had some sex questions about it, but we don't have all the answers. We did. And I think it's a great thing to address because we will find out how, uh, from folks out there, we're doing a call to action right now. If you're someone that is an expert on hemorrhoids, a doctor, or someone that knows about hemorrhoid, uh, because people do hemorrhoid surgery often, Mm. we've had, you've even received a lot of questions. I've received a lot of questions uh, from folks that have hemorrhoids. It's a very big, common it's thing. super common. And yeah. and people uh, after childbirth, after years, after... Heavy lifting. Heavy lifting. Heavy pooping. Yeah, all of it, that it's an issue. So with anal, 
are, uh, we, we won't necessarily address how to have anal uh, if you are experiencing hemorrhoid. We're uh, waiting, you're waiting for more info from someone. I mean, I have some ideas, but I'm not an expert in it. So. Well, and we don't want to give false information. Yeah. So, so if you know someone or you are someone, yes, you know where to find You're us. good at the call to action. Yeah. That's call 55555. Five, 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 five. <laughs> no, email us at, uh, what is it? You want to do contact? Contact at and say, I am someone that uh, I am an expert in this or I have reference. And, right. Yeah. And if you are a person that experiences hemorrhoids, uh, know that we will find some answers for you because anal may not be out of your uh, bedroom menu or your booty menu yeah. or your menu uh, that's on your sexual playlist. If you hear say. if you're a growling, it's my dog. He's being a little shat. That's me. That's Amy's speaking butt growling. Of like, shat, yeah. though, I have a speaking of shat call oh thing. <laughs> transition. This episode talks about shat a lot. There's a lot of shit talk in here. Yeah. Lit- uh, literally, <laughs> though, there's a lot of conversations around poop and navigating the anal sex space if. Uh, um, there is fecal matter or if you want to be extra clean. Um, and so I just want to say this ahead of time. If someone is really uncomfortable with that kind of conversation, this may not be the episode for you um, because Eric has a lot to say about that. He has a lot of experience in porn and working with people who go to the utmost measure There's to make sure. There's a book recommendation here. It's called Everybody Poops. Everybody. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Everybody poops. Everybody poops. <laughs> oh, I didn't know where you are going with that. Yeah, there you go. You got but it. But that book is for, I think, two plus. Yeah. You can read it. But adults could use it too. And that's what I'm saying. So, and not that I'm shaming you if you have any uh, surrounding. Poop or poop fear yeah. or poopophobe. Yeah. You're a germaphobe. So you talk, we're not going to go into this because we talk a lot about this in the episode. But I just wanted to give that disclaimer. There's a lot about pleasure techniques, et cetera, like how to, you know, positions, things like that. And there's a lot of poop talk. So be prepared. And. I have to say, as a sex educator, when I teach anal sex 101, this is one of the number one questions, though. What about poop? How do I navigate and this? Shit happens, so shit. We'll, we'll get into it. So. If you're going to play in the mud, it's you might get dirty. Be, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not going to be the that explicitly dark and, and stormy with stool. It's, it's <laughs> That's a new cocktail they're making. It's dark good. and stormy with stool. <laughs> So good. It's all the rage. It's like got chocolate in it, maybe. I don't know. Oh, all right. <laughs> <Are you> ready? <laughs> we think we're funny. Oh, if you're still with us, we love you. Good job. You're strong. Thank you. All right. Sex question. Not related to poop, just so you know, but still related to the anal. I'm a 36-year-old cis woman, and I've tried anal sex a few times over the years, and every time it's been painful and I get scared and end up calling it quits pretty early on in the session. I've never successfully had an entire cock in my ass. Some fingers from time to time, yes. And that felt good. Any suggestions for me, or do you think anal sex is just not meant for me? This is really common. I think Eric talks about this too, um, and a, the, why a lot, the reasons why a lot of people maybe opt out of having anal sex is because they have these negative experiences where it's really painful and like, never again, never again will I do the anal. I'm, it's off the table. Um, and I think we talk about this, even though he's a porn star, we talk about this in the episode. Unfortunately, the number one sex educator for anal sex is porn. But like he says in this episode, he says, I'm designed to create fantasy. It's not necessarily like, here's all the facts. Here's how you really do it. It's for shock value and entertainment. And so if people are watching you know, 90% of the porn out there, unless it's instructional porn or very sex positive porn, it's going to show you like, don't even lube it up, shove the cock or the dildo or the plug in the ass, and then people are having these painful experiences. So that's one of my first questions for this person is, 
where did you or the people that penetrated you have anal sex education for the first time or you know have have they ever is it porn did anyone ever take a sex ed class have they has they have they listened to a podcast like this because there are plenty of ways to have wonderful pleasurable anal sex that doesn't have to be painful yes anal sex will have discomfort when your muscles are relaxing but pain doesn't have to be a part of it with enough breath lube slowness prep in terms of the fingers and plugs which i think eric also talks about on here um april you have perfected the anal sex game <laughs> only in the last two years you're you're 38 now I'm 39. 39. Now. You I got really good at anal at like 36 or 37, right? You like I really got it down. I think I was 36. I don't. Yeah, same age, I think. Yeah. Oh, I wa- Oh, 36. No, I was 2017. Yes. Oh, yeah. Our anal anniversary. Yeah. yeah so you're like 35, 36. I think, I think, yeah. I don't know. The math right now is not coming to me, That's but it's cool. really easy. Yeah. Uh, I will say that. So, to this person that wrote this um, question, I was scared by anal sex for a long time not scared in a sense of I was curious but I was scared in a sense of I had tried many times and it wasn't successful and there were things that I remember thinking about myself which were well I've watched so many so much porn and so many different scenes that folks were just able to have the dick slide in or the dildo slide in and why wouldn't my ass work that way and so I thought kind of the same thing it wasn't for me or that I just didn't understand and you had given me some tutorials and we had done an anal episode before I lost my anal virginity or before I gave it it it. Uh, I don't know where it is it's in the gutter somewhere (laughs) and I took all the tips and tricks from that and still without success had an experience and I even had toys ready I've talked about it before success means you didn't get a whole cock in your ass I I didn't really um, even try because it always was painful oh got it so I didn't really warm it up enough and so the thing is I have to say to this person is anal sex just not for you you won't know until you give it a, a go with someone that you trust. You, ha- I think trust is a huge piece because I think the folks that had tried anal with, which were partners, long-term partners, they didn't really understand how the butt worked either. So it was uh, education on both ends of the spectrum, the back door and the front door uh, of trust. And once I kind of dropped into trusting the my partner that I was able to experience my first anal pleasure with it's still there's a barrier and sometimes it doesn't feel good and a lot of the times it does but sometimes I'm just like nope 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 and and then you have to trust yourself yeah listen to your body but use the lube uh saliva is not enough no it's not enough and even if and that was another thing so the fingers and they go and we we in this episode go into so much detail but the fingers really help and then the warm-up the slow all of that And I will also say the toys are a huge factor that helped me as well. I had a whole stronic in my butt two days ago, or maybe it was, no, it was last night. Oh, nice. Yeah. What day is it? Yeah, Friday. It was last night. A whole stronic that goes from Fun Factory. It's like that, like, um, that thruster. Yeah. And you got an anal thruster. I had never, in a million years, I'd worked at Fun Factory for what, seven years almost. And I had never imagine that I would be able to even have something like that in my butt and then I've had incredible orgasmic experiences yeah I think in this this episode we we don't talk a lot about like because there's like a lot about what to do or what not to do to make it pleasurable but I would just want to 
advocate for. Like, it can be fucking awesome. It can feel so amazing. I mean, you said in it that you've had some of your best orgasms yeah. through anal sex. And I think that there's just these barriers to get over and it takes some time prep and experience, you know, practice. Some other tips, and I think, I believe next week, April and I are going to do episode, because this is very much from the penetrator's uh, experience, so the, the penis owner or the, the dildo wearer. Um, but I think next week we're going to do one more from the bottom, so the person being penetrated, so there'll be an episode all about that. But I'll just throw out some other tips for this person. Um, if you've experienced pain, also, uh, maybe it was the other person was just going too fast or too hard, so obviously slowing down. We talk maybe a lot about that, big. adding loop, or too big. Sometimes. But also, maybe you should be in control, not like you and doggy style and them just penetrating you when they want to. So maybe you on top of them, like they're laying down, you're squatting on them and with a lot of lube and time, you're making your, your way onto them. It might take you five minutes for you to you know make your way all the way down around the cock and that's okay. It might take 10 minutes. Who knows? They might go soft during that time. Start rubbing their balls if they have balls or their nipples or kiss them or something. Um, another tip, bear down. Uh, I know bearing down means if you're as if you're trying to push if you're a pussy owner, um, your pussy and your asshole down towards, I'm sitting on a couch right now, so like you're pushing down as if you're trying to like almost push something out of your genitals or your ass, that can help to open up the ass to allow something in it. But there's so many ways to make it pleasurable. Like April said, it might be for you. Just really uh, experiment and practice more with uh, someone that you trust and go really slow and try a lot of different tools that you'll learn in this episode and next episode. God, my dog is having a party right now. I can't tell if the mics are picking it up, but he is going off. He's extra wily. Anyways, um, with that, I want to talk a little bit about the lube factor, which April talked about. I think we talked about in this episode, too. But we... <laughs> my dog is nuts. Perry. Um, I want you to Legends right and Angel here. right now, if I anyone's know. curious. God, my dog is the devil. I should right, take a picture. Perry, of let's so interview cute. Perry, what do you think about Uber lube for anal? He's like, what are you fucking talking about? I don't so know. I'm ball, 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 ball. So, um, <laughs> as April said, don't use saliva for anal sex. And for... Actually, in my opinion... I think most people could use uh, some great lube on their nightstand. And a lot of people are, are still of the belief, I don't need it. Why would I need it? You know, I'm, I'm always wet or they should be wet when they're turned on. And there's moments when we're not. And so Uber Lube, not only is it great for all kinds of sex, whether you're feeling dryness because it has some vitamin E in it and it's long lasting, it never gets sticky. Great for anal for those reasons too. Um, also has no flavor and no scent. So also great for oral. Uh, less likely to change the pH than most other lubes. We have 3,000 doctors on board for Uber Lube plus recommending it to their patients. Uh, so Uber Lube is phenomenal. So what I realized the other night during my anal session, which we can't decipher if it was last night or the night before, but the bottle, since you don't have to screw on a cap or you don't have to uh, like basically think about anything leaking because it's leak-proof, you can lay it in your bed after you use it, kind of put it down, and it won't leak in your sheets or anything. That was a point that I was like, wow, I love Uber Lube. And I honestly don't use anything else. I don't. I had an experience else. last night, actually. I had some, some anal play last night, actually. And the bottle got lost in the sheets, yeah, like in the that bed. Happens. Yeah, but, but it was like, like you said, it doesn't leak. It was like, where's your, where's your game? Where's your Uber Lube bottle? But that's the thing. Like, you don't think about the, the importance of that because yeah. it pumped up a lot of times. They're ju it's just oh, yeah. genius the way they designed it. And it's, this it's is beautiful, too. It yeah. is beautiful. I love the fact that 
we've been such a we've been a fan way before this podcast. I learned I've about it from the sex educator Megan Andalou yeah. in like two thousand nine. Megan, oh, she did this like oh Megan, oh Me- she, yeah, oh yeah. Megan, yeah. oh Megan, yeah, she's amazing. She was like, oh my god, dogfight. Here we go, here we go. Anyways, Let's wrap it up. they're like we're wrapping, wrapping up. Moms. Yeah, they're like, we need to go up. for a walk, so we gotta take our dogs for a walk. We're gonna read you a bio, but before we do, if you want to try what we think is the best lube ever, go to uberlube.com, enter code shameless sex, you get ten percent off and free shipping. You'll know what we're talking about again uberlube.com coupon code shameless sex you get 10 percent off and free shipping you likely won't regret it join the club all right eric everhard y'all ready to hear about eric everhard oh fuck yeah Ooh. eric everhard is one of the world's top male porn stars having starred in and directed over 3,000 films eric is a professional coach and one of the most decorated adult performers of the 21st century He is a leading authority on sexual and mental techniques, which can empower men and bring them success in the bedroom as well as in all other aspects of their lives. In addition to his wealth of practical knowledge, he holds a master's level certification in neuro-linguistic programming, which is NLP. To learn more, visit ericeverhard.com. That's E-R-I-K-E-V-E-R-H-A-R-D. Dot com, but first, everyone needs an escape, but those can be hard to come by right now. Enter Dipsy. Let yourself get lost in a world where good things happen, where your pleasure is the only priority, and the only thing you need to do is sit back and enjoy. Listen to stories about hooking up with your hometown crush you never made a move on, or that coworker you always had a little thing for, or maybe a story that puts you to bed with someone who's telling you exactly what they'd like to do to you. The options are endless. Dipsy releases new content every week, so you'll never get bored. And if you need to wind down after a long, hard day, Dipsy also has wellness sessions, sensual bedtime stories, and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash shameless. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash shameless. Dipsystories.com slash shameless. All right, it's interview time. All right, everyone, it's interview time. I should have pressed record about 10 minutes ago because the minute we got on this call with the wonderful Eric Everhard, every single thing that we were saying was some sort of anal pun in our minds because we're sick, twisted individuals, also known as super awesome, or sexy. Or very witty individuals. Yeah, or witty, or we just like the anal. Uh-huh. And we like to have fun. So I pressed uh, record a little on the later side, but Mabi, what can you do? We're going to dive right in to the anal. Uh, Eric, There, you are a repeat guest. You were here before talking about uh, mostly about sexual mastery. Uh, you wrote a book. You have courses and things. But I'm going to ask you to tell us your story about how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality or the world of sexuality. Um, I know we've asked this question before, but share. Do share again. Yeah, well, uh, I'm an author and a professional porn star turned men's coach. So I've been uh, one of the top porn stars in the world for the last two, 23 years now. So it's been a long road, a hoe, so to speak. I know the puns keep coming. So, We're going to yeah. have so much for people. Gonna have, like, oh, God, it's only the beginning, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, no my... big deal. Just only the biggest porn star in the world for 23 years. I can't believe that. <laughs> uh, I've, been, I've been around the block at least once. That's why we're having this discussion today. My my foray through uh, sex and education has has been through the lens of of a guy that needs to understand how his body works in order to 
deliver sexuality at, at the um, at the peak level that you can, especially when you're in a job where that is the requirement, right? So it was, okay, how do I uh, get a hard on in any situation, right? How do I how do I calm my thoughts? How do I get rid of my anxiety? How do I last as long as possible? How do I bring something out of my partner that wouldn't have happened if I personally was not in the scene with her? So, so all these things come to color my view on sex and sexuality because it, for me, it's, it, it is physical, it's emotional, it's mental, it's spiritual, but first and foremost, it's physical. Eric Everhard, and I can't ever stop saying your name. Uh, you are very, I think, well, I'll let you speak for yourself, but it sounds like you know anal very well in your 23 years of, of performing magic. And you can go back to listen to the episode that we recorded to learn a little bit more about your history of how you became a porn star, because that's also really great. What episode number was that? I'm going to have to look that we'll up look now. It up. We'll, we'll say it in a second. But while Amy looks that up, let's dive deep into anal. How did you learn how to have anal sex? So, well... You know, it's it's actually funny because the first time I ever had anal sex was actually in a movie. That was the first time because my uh, previous girlfriends like was the no go zone. Right. And so, uh, yeah, the first time I remember having anal sex uh, was when I was performing up in Vancouver. And uh, that was my very first foray into it. Now, after that. You know, I mean, obviously, when I moved down to Los Angeles, I got thrown into the deep end of the pool, so to speak. No life raft, no, you know, water wings, nothing. Just in you go. You better swim. So right away, not only did I have to figure it out on the job, but then um, certain mentors and, um, you know, the, the old school guards sort of taught me as we went through this, like as I was working and as I was coming up from as an actor, it was like, okay, here's what you do. Here's why we do it. Here is our whole protocol. And then you start to figure out your own version of that. You know, I mean, it's kind of funny, but uh, in, in the Czech Republic here, there's a, um, there's a producer and he refers to me as the ass opener. Like that's now my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> So he'd he'd literally call me. He'd be like, he'd like, hey, we got a brand new girl. We need the ass opener. So just because now after really paying attention, I understand what it takes to do it effectively and to do it as pain-free as it could possibly be. All right, because those those are really, you know, what you're what you're looking at. Um, and I'm sure we'll go into this, but you know, one of the things that I've always said is, you know, if if there's, if a woman doesn't want to do anal sex, usually it's only a few things. Okay. So number one, there is the, whoever did it before you did it really badly. Right. So then the woman is absolutely terrified to ever take in the ass again. Number two, she is afraid that there may be a mess. Right. And, and it may be you know, she has that fear, you know, it's dirty, that sort of thing. And then you have number three, where there might be some sort of moral 
issue around it, right? Like it, that it's just, it's bad and it's not meant to, you know, you're not meant to have sex there, you know, quote unquote. So those are usually the three areas that, that I've seen why someone would be like, oh no, absolutely not. Because otherwise, you know, if you've never done it, then most people are like, well, okay, well, we'll, we'll give it a try, right? Like most people are kind of open-minded. They're like, yeah, sure. Usually it's, it's, there has to be a reason why you are suddenly like, oh God, no, never, right? And like I said, the number one is usually whoever did it before you did a really bad job. Well, and it's interesting that we are here talking with a porn star because well, when we're, we teach on our end about sex, and especially when it comes to anal sex, we're like, don't try to learn from porn because a lot of times what they're, they're not showing you a lot of the, the tips for like relaxation, adding lubricant, maybe going slow. I don't, and I'm so curious what the ass opener is or whatever they called you. What does that even mean? But, um, and so, but I like that we're talking to someone such as yourself who has experience because I'm sure you're not just like, yeah, just do it like you did in porn. There's a lot more to it that you're, you're talking talking about here. But I think a lot of those people that had those negative experiences probably learn from just watching porn or not learning anything at all. Just like, oh yeah, this probably works like a pussy. So I'm just going to shove it on in. Although my pussy doesn't even like things just shoved on him too, by the way. So um, I like, you know, things warmed up, but this isn't about me. Anyways, we are going to talk about tips, techniques, toys, lube, but let's start with a couple stories. Maybe you can start by telling us Maybe one of your favorite or most enjoyable memories from anal sex experiences. And then how about something that was uh, not so great in the anal sex world, whether it's in porn or in your personal life? Well, see, it, it's it's funny for me, right? Because, you know, in my personal life, I almost never do anal sex, ever. And that for me, it's really just from a biological perspective. So I'll kind of go into that. So for me, at least, um, there can be like, okay, like this was, you know, kind of a fun anal sex session, but it's never going to be super enjoyable for me. And that's simply because of the way that my dick is shaped, right? So for anybody that's ever watched my films, you know, the, 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 the circumference at, at the base of my, my dick is extremely wide. It's seven inches around, right? And then it goes up like a Christmas tree and then the head is very small. So when you start looking at, okay you know, let's look at what happens with the asshole because it's, it's really a muscle. And, and once you stretch it open, it stays open, you know, quite easily from that perspective, right? It's, it's more about the process of opening it up. So if you think about that, it's like, okay, well, you, 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 you've got the asshole and you've, you've opened it and now it's gotten there, which is now the, you know, the, the, the base of my dick, which means the head of my dick is like, basically swimming around in no man's land, not feeling anything. So for me personally, it's not the most enjoyable experience because I'm like, wow, okay, this is great, but it's not that pleasurable for me. And I think a lot of that, of course, is really based on the guy's, uh, the shape of his penis, right? Because, you know, if you're a guy who has a really big head and you have a really skinny shaft, then of course the, the asshole is going to act like it does around a butt plug. It's going to snap shut around the, you know, the head of your dick. And then that, you know, you pulling in and out of that, I, I imagine that would feel really good. But for me with the big base, it's not going to happen. So, but yeah, I've definitely had uh, a lot of, um, enjoyable, um, anal sex, but let's talk about the non-enjoyable ones because I got some stories. <laughs> you know, it's 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 funny because there's there's some things you definitely really learn 
about anal sex, especially, um, you know, as you go through this journey, because it is a lot of constant trial and error, right? Um, but there is a, a, a story that I'm, I've, I've talked about before. Oh, there's, there's a couple, but, um, you know, there was a, a time we were, we were working in Montreal and, and well, there was also another time actually when I was working in Los Angeles where, you know, you're, 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 you're doing the anal sex, everything's awesome. Right. And then, you know, you move positions and it's like, not just a little bit of shit comes out. It's like a complete log, just like, bam, right on the couch. And you're just like, everybody, you can like the room just kind of stops for a minute. Right. It's just like, you know, it's that silence. Right. And it's like, oh my God, you know, and, and this is something that I talk about, um, in my book and I talk to my clients a lot, right. As a guy, you have to play off anything that happens as if it's no big deal. Because, you know, in porno, where girls do this for a living, still some of them will be mortified if they shit all over you, right? And they're doing this and they're possibly shitting on people for a living in a sense like that because they do a lot of anal. But if you have a woman who, you know, she's never done a lot of anal sex maybe and this is the first time that she has, you know, actually just shit on another guy. I mean, it's it can be almost like traumatizing to go through because it's like, I can understand, like you're mortified. This just happened. So from the guy's perspective, I tell guys like you cannot make a big deal out of it. You know, there, there can be no like, Oh my God, like no freak out, nothing. You have to pretend literally like it's no big deal. You know, that's what baby wipes are for. Wipe off right back into the action. You can't talk about it. You can't, because if you even, sort of bring it up. It like, it starts that negative self-talk and, and you have somebody, you know, they're, they're really vulnerable. I mean, they're sitting there, they're naked in front of you and they just shit on you. And it's like, you know, the meltdown is happening in their head, right? So do you want to have a good night? Do you want to continue having sex or do you want to be like, Oh God, Oh, you shit. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And just have a total guy freak out. That is not conducive to anything sexy going to happen. And it's not going to be good for her mental state because trust me, if you do that, she is never taking in the ass again. That's some sound advice, Eric. And I will say from a germaphobe perspective, <laughs> who is moi over here, I have had the shame around the shit after either a finger was in my butt or a cock in my ass. There's only been one cock in my ass thus far. And and there were times where I was like, oh my God. And the the making uh the making of a of a, a nightmare for me would be if if he would shame me. And he never did. He was like really cool about it because I didn't know if that would actually happen. Even in my experience, I'm fairly new to having anal. I think lost my anal virginity in 2017. Woo She's pointing so, at me as if she lost it too. No, me, I know. I know. She kept track of it. <laughs> She's Eric's like, like cool. write this down. No, I <laughs> so the whole baby wipe thing is something that now because I don't know, there's been times and and I'll get to the question in a minute, but there's been times where my butt just is like a no fly zone even after my my I have I have probably some of the most solid orgasms I've ever had from anal penetration. And so with I, I use a toy on the vulva, but it's been some of the most transcendent orgasms for me. And there's times where 
even even a finger in my butt is too much, right? And even with time, it still just doesn't feel like it's ready. So for those folks out there that have had a negative experience, always go back and revisit. That's why we are interviewing Eric, who has a lot of experience with making it pleasurable. So uh, getting to that, uh, what would you say, aside from the baby wipes, which makes it a nicer experience, uh, what are some top tips or techniques that you would offer our listeners to make it the most pleasurable experience possible? Well, first off, so, and, and, and we'll, 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 we'll leave cleaning aside and and any other preparatory work that the girl might want to do. We'll just cast that aside right now and we'll just go straight to, to the meat and potatoes, so to speak of, of the act. So what you want to do to make it the most pleasurable, easiest thing possible is first of all, um, you are going to have to go in a progressive manner, right? Like this is very key. And so for me, that means you are starting one finger, right? Because you have to go step by step. Now, I understand where porno gets a bad rap because we cut all that shit out. Nobody wants to see me, you know, spending the 20 minutes, maybe, because I've done that long before, actually, to crack a button open, right? 20 minutes. Nobody wants to see that. So, of course, that gets cut out. And now we're at the point where she's totally open and they're like, action. And, of course, like, bam, like, in it goes, right? Like, no problem. <laughs> but the reason it goes in so easy is because, like, well, I just spent 20 minutes getting it open. So... You have to start slow, and that means you're starting with one finger, right? The keys are going to be, well, there's going to be multiple. First of all, positioning. Now, for me, what I've always seen, which is the easiest, is you want a woman to be in the spoon position. And there's a reason for that. Because it's the only real position where, for sure, you can almost be like... um you're almost like dead weight, right? You're not in doggy, like there's there's no place where you're supporting your body at all, right? Because you want that sphincter to be totally relaxed. You don't want any tension anywhere in the body because any tension anywhere is going to translate to the butt. So I always say, okay, we start in spoon. You can relax, get your head on a pillow and just be zen, right? Then the next thing that you have to have is you got to have good lube. And I emphasize that good because people have a habit of going cheap with the things that actually matter. Now, why they do this, I don't know. But in in my opinion, water-based lube is the shittiest thing you could ever use for an asshole, right? Because what it's going to do is it's going to get sticky and it's going to get tacky because, you know, it's it's basically glycerin-based, right? So as soon as it starts to dry, even just a little bit, now it gets this sticky, tacky mess. Of course, you think about how delicate the anal skin is. Now you've got something where it's kind of sticky, things start sticking, there's pulling, there's potential ripping, all these things that you do not want to happen. So you have to start with super high-quality lube which number one to me would be um, some sort of like medical grade silicone lube. That would be number one choice. Um, And there's some different brands out there. 
Um, but that would be number one. If I was left with options, that's number one. If that was not available, number two actually would be Vaseline. Now, um, if you're in a pinch, like I said, I would go with the silicone lube first, but if there was no other options, Vaseline is good. Now, the thing about Vaseline, it doesn't slide quite as nice as the silicone lube, but it does coat the skin better. So, for example, like if you had any... Um, any tears, any fissures, you know, it's going to cover that up. You know, I mean, let's just think back to Rocky, right? It's like you got the cut over, what do they do? They smear a whole bunch of Vaseline on it, you know, to, to you know, stop it from bleeding. And um, so Vaseline is a really, really good option. Then my last choice, um, if you really wanted to be uh, more holistic about it, I would go with um, uh, coconut oil. And then you you have to start progressive, right? So you have to go, like I said, you start with one finger. And the 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 key, and this is really the key part that most people miss out on, is every asshole has a resistance point. So it's something I always talk about. Like you 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 have to push to the resistance point and no further. And if you are paying attention and you're not trying to just ram shit in there, then you are going to feel you're going to be like, uh-uh, oh, wait, we got resistance. Okay, now you sit. And you wait and you wait and see how long it's going to take for the asshole to relax. And then you can go further. So then it's like, okay, we push again. We push again. Oh, we got a resistance point again. Again, we stop, right? So you build that whole protocol into one finger, two fingers. Then usually after I've got two fingers done, then I can go with the dick. Now the process is going to be the same, except this is a key point that I want your listeners to understand. Really key, because I know so many people that I've seen in porn that fuck it up, and I guarantee you there's a ton of motherfuckers at home that fuck it up, right? You need to have 100% glass-cutting wood before you fuck a girl in the ass. It must be hard as granite. It might as well be you know, uh, the, the, the Rockefeller statue, I don't care, but it needs to be 100% wood because if you have a 70% hard on two things are going to happen. Number one, when you go to put it in, it may not go in kind of straight because it's going to, you know, bend right now it could end up hitting sidewalls. I've known so many ladies that will say that it hurts way more to have a semi-hard dick going in the ass than a hard dick. Because a hard dick, it's like, it is like the hot knife through butter. It is like, we are going straight in. There's no, we're not hitting sidewalls. We are like straight on till morning. It's like the yellow brick road, right? Going to the Wizard of Oz. So from that perspective, if you don't have 100% wood, the other problem is often what guys do, which is, Instead of going through the procedure where it's like, hey, push, resistance point, stop, wait, push, resistance point, stop, wait. I mean, it's not sexy. It can take a long time, right? But do you want to have a good night? Do you want to actually do this or not? And if you don't have 100% wood, now you're not waiting because you want to get your dick hard, right? Because now like it's T minus. It's like the clock is going down. It's like tick. You know, you feel the blood going away. You're like, I need to start fucking, right? And then 
what do you do? You start fucking and it's like, ah, over. So because if you have 100% wood, chances are just by the littlest of microstrokes, you're going to be able to maintain that blood flow in there until you've completed the process. So the whole process, you know, could take you um, four minutes possibly from start to finish, right? To to go through the process of, you know, we started with the the tip of the dick on the outer rim of the asshole to we are now all the way balls deep. Now, even when you get to balls deep, this is what I always do. Once you go all the way in, just sit there balls deep for 30 seconds, 40 seconds, you know, because for me, here's what I've noticed from my 22 years. It's a psychological effect because I've had every girl say, is it all the way in? Is it all the way in? Like, like there's this fear, like, and then when you say, yeah, no, we're there. And then you just sit, leave it there all the way in and they can just be like, oh, okay. It's not like we're, we're at the end, right? Like it's like this, it, it, it's like this, um, this denouement, you know, the, the, the final chapter is, is, is done and the girl can just relax and you just see it on her face, right? And you just leave it there so she can get accustomed to what it's going to be like if you went all the way in and then after that you can start. And then, you know, now you, now you are, you know, metaphorically and literally off to the races. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast was made possible by Sunset Lake CBD. Do you have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep all night? Or are you someone who deals with stress, aches, or pain on a daily basis? What if I told you that you could improve all of these areas of your life with CBD? Enter Sunset Lake CBD a farmer-owned business specializing in sustainably made, high-quality CBD products that are shipped directly from their farm to your door, offering a wide range of products from yummy CBD gummies and fudge to tinctures and salves. Sunset Lake has the perfect products to help you manage your sleep, stress, aches, and pains. I'm a self-identified high-maintenance sleeper. I've tried all kinds of solutions to help me fall asleep, and Sunset Lake CBD has been a complete game-changer for me. I can finally calm my system down for a peaceful night of sleep with something that feels gentle and natural for my body. And you can too, because right now, Sunset Lake CBD is offering our listeners 20% off your entire order when you go to sunsetlakecbd.com and enter code SHAMELESS at checkout. Just visit sunsetlakecbd.com and enter SHAMELESS at checkout to get 20% off the entire order. That link is in our episode description. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. This podcast was also made possible by omgs.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made beautiful animated modules and super honest short videos to give you ways to reach even more pleasure. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it's been changing their lives. We all know pleasure is fluid and ever-changing, so why not add more tools to your pleasure tool belt? OMGS is for everyone, so whether you are a vulva owner or you just love vulvas, OMGS will give you the techniques to get your O face on. There are two seasons to choose from and hundreds of gorgeous videos to explore. So go see what science says about pleasure and visit omgs.com slash shameless. That's omgs.com slash shameless to get $5 off your OMGS access. Again, omgs.com slash shameless. Go check it out. 
Now back to the show. Oh, one thing that I wanted to also add to those tips, which maybe you, Eric, can attest to this too, trimmed nails, nicely trimmed nails. You can feel almost more, there's more sensitivity when I've had like a sharp nail or uh, or finger but that as it doesn't have a uh, a perfectly rounded surface. It, it can hurt and can cut you. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, go trim that nail. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you got to, you got to have, and the, not only not only when you're talking about but anal but still even even when you're you're eating pussy and you're fingering a girl right it's like you still got to have the short the short fingernails and make sure those things are trimmed um something you know for the the ladies that might be listening that uh, they need to really pay attention to too um because i know i've been cut so many times um is a lot of times women women don't pay attention because, you know, obviously a lot of you like to get your nails done, which I appreciate. Trust me. As a man, I love a nice pair of nails. But if you start, you know, playing with your clit while a guy's fucking you and you're not paying attention, you can slice his dick open, which has happened to me multiple times. Yeah, and this is definitely um, something I think that uh, we could all consider whether they're fake nails or real nails or and like, I mean, I I have moments where I can get caught up in, in, in the moment, move, work, move really fast. And I totally know that I've like, I maybe not cause blood or anything like that. I'm like, oh, my God, I totally just scraped the shit oh, out I of you. Bled. I'm so sorry about I that. Bled, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Someone's into that, though. There's some people in there like, ooh, knife play with my fingers. Um, I'm going to put these two in, these two questions into the same category, but they're not the different, I guess, different categories in the same question. Mm-hmm. Number one um, that we haven't really discussed, we're talking, I like this. I like that we're coming from a perspective of you're the top, you're the penetrator teaching other people who are penetrating uh, of it. So you're coming from that perspective, which, which I think is different from what we've taught mm-hmm. or done on here before. Uh, but you're teaching very much about uh, for penis owners who identify as men who are having sex with vulva owners who are women, the ass is a universal orifice. So my first question is going to be to your knowledge, and this doesn't necessarily have to be about what you've done, but to your knowledge, might this apply to anyone who wants to penetrate any ass or does it have to, is it different for a woman's ass versus a, someone who doesn't identify as a woman who doesn't have a vulva? And actually I'm just going to start with that. Cause my next question is a weird one. Cause I'm going into the fecal matter thing and they shouldn't be linked in this way. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, as, as far as I'm concerned, I, I don't see why it would be any different as far as the as a protocol. I think the protocol is the protocol, right? You have to wait for it to open up. You can't force anything, you know, in there or out of there, right? You know, it's like it's like anybody would tell you, you know, it's hey, even if you were going to the bathroom, like, hey, take your time, relax, wait, don't push, right? You know, it's the same thing when you're thinking about going in. You know, you don't want to cause damage because you, you could easily cause damage. And I think, you know, the the problem, and, and again, I'm not trying to throw porno under the bus, but I do understand that one of the problems is, you know, people see how easy it is and they are not understanding that my job is to create fantasy, you know, because trust me, I mean, probably everybody would fast forward or they would just like turn it off if they were like, oh, wow, Jesus, like now they're going through this, you know, 15 minute protocol of all this stuff to get it started, right? Like they just want to see what they want to see. So, you know, people need to understand that you do have to take your time. Like there's, there's no way around that. It's not, um, it's not magic. 
Yeah, I like that. I like the behind the, the scenes uh, perspective as to what you're talking about. I remember seeing a porn. I think it was a Sasha Gray and they had a behind the scenes. The pirates. Scene. It was the pirates the because uh, they were talking about her prep and yeah, she should eat for like three days and before the anal scene One of them, the behind the scenes, one of them got caught. I think it was Bella with Belladonna actually had, the, there was some blood and it was the only on the behind the scenes that they showed you, but it was the pirates one that that one, I don't think. Um, we're probably talking about a different one, but I also okay. watched the behind the scenes. Yeah, she after like, she was like, so interesting. She's like, I need a whole pizza. I yeah. haven't eaten for three yeah. days to prepare for the deep anal scene, which no one tells you. And then there, you're talking about all this other stuff in terms of going slow and lubricant and using your fingers for 20 minutes before the camera starts rolling. And you know they don't they're not showing that. Let's go back to fecal matter and cleaning, though. Uh, so my understanding over here at Terminal Sex is that. Fecal matter typically is not stored in the rectum. That's when you get the feeling of like, I need to poop. Then it's in your rectum. And that's suddenly you know it's time to go and remove something. It's stored upper in the in the colon and things like that. Um, but like you're saying, you've seen full logs come out and traces can happen. Uh, so what are, and I like what you said too. I love the part about like to the, to the partner that's penetrating them. Don't lose your shit. Like don't make it a big deal. Then <laughs> don't lose your shit. Oh my God. I'm crack, crack myself up. But I, I like that. And I think that can apply to all types of sex, not just anal, not just, you know, fecal matter and traces of that is how can we make our partners really uncomfortable with what's going on and say, make, making it a big deal. Um, some other things that came to mind for me though, are like darker colored sheets or towels or the fascinator throw, mm -hmm. but we have at pure pleasure, uh, good purepleasureshop.com. You get 15% off of coupon code shameless sex. And it's amazing. I have one uh, in black. Um, but what are your thoughts about prep? Like, uh, enemas, douches, what cleaning protocol? Like, what do you what do you suggest? Not eating for two days. Not eating like for three the, days. Then like eating the, pizza. Yeah. Eating Indian before. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, well, first, I want to take it back to a guy's perspective, right? Because I've I've definitely talked to guys about this, and I and I write about it a lot too. You know, from a guy's perspective, you have to beforehand you should really understand if it's something that's going to fuck with your heart on or not. Like, because, you know, like, like people like to say, well, you know, would I get shit on? I'm like, well, you know, if you go swimming, you know, and they say, well, are there sharks in the water? I'm like, well, is the water salty? If the answer is yes, there's motherfucking sharks. You're fucking a girl in the ass. There's shit in there, right? You, it could happen. And you have to understand that first of all, because if you are, crazy super germaphobe guy and you wouldn't be able to recover from it i tell them i'm like i don't think you should be doing this because it's going to ruin your evening right if you cannot functionally get your heart on back and you're going to lose it and the night's over was that worth it right so from the guy's perspective it's kind of like let's start there let's see like what is your frame of mind around it because the potential for it especially if you want to do it on a regular basis it exists and at some point it's going to happen whether it's now whether it's two years from now whether it's 10 years from now you will get shit on at some point if you're doing it all the time so that's first and foremost then we get to okay preparatory for from the woman's perspective and there's different schools of thought right and again, this really comes back to the woman and where is her level of comfort with. Because, you know, we could easily say, okay, well, if, if you 
you know, earlier in the day, you know, you, you already went to the bathroom. Is there going to be potentially a little bit of residue in there? Mm. I mean, it's not going to be squeaky clean, but it's probably going to be pretty clean, right? So you could realistically go without any preparation. Like if you know that you had already, you'd already um, gone to the bathroom and it was, you know, hours later, you could probably go without any prep and it's probably not going to be that big of a deal, right? Like if you want it to be this sort of in the moment spontaneous affair, because sometimes, you know, you could be having sex with somebody and it's just an idea, right? It's like all of a sudden like, oh baby, I want to fuck you in the ass, right? And so you don't necessarily want to take away the heat out of the sex act, right? Like you don't necessarily want to have planned it, you know, while we're, you know, we're on the 48 hour planning beforehand and then we go through the protocol of the eating and this, I mean, girls do that for a sex scene because obviously they're committing it to tape. So if something goes bad, they really don't want that committed to tape. But if you're at home, well, you, you got some leeway. Now, if you are a woman who is going to be absolutely petrified, then there are a lot of steps that we can go through. Number one, well, yeah, I'll, I'll start with as far as eating goes. Now, is it the most healthy thing in the world? No. But if you are really worried, you would probably do yourself a good service to potentially have, you know, breakfast or a light lunch being your last meal of the day if you are planning on doing it later on in the evening. Just to, you know, you could have that, um, you know, the, the time that you go and then at least there's nothing new coming in to continue pushing stuff out the other way, right? So that could be our first, you know, sort of, let's call it line of defense, right? So eating, line of defense. Now, with that, you know, from all the girls that I've ever worked with, most of them, if they're really concerned, yes, they will stop eating at a certain time. Then they will consume usually calories in a format that is just keeping your blood sugar there. So that could be, you know, soft drinks, Gummy bears are the de facto first line of offense uh, in porno. I, you know, you see so many girls, they have a little bag of gummy bears because it's gelatin, it's some sugar, and, you know, at least keeps them from being lightheaded, right? Um, so that comes from the, the, the eating perspective. When we're getting into cleaning, now, again, this depends how hardcore you want to go with it. And it also depends on you understanding your body because I have seen so many different things that have amazed me. I'll tell you a story, actually. This was, oh God, it has to be now 15 years ago. And uh, I had this Czech girl on my video shoot, you know, it was when I had my production company. And she shows up and she's in the makeup chair and they're getting her made up. And, you know, it's like we're doing like a DP. I mean, it's a big anal movie, right? And then I say, hey, do you need anything, sweetheart? And she's like, oh, yeah, go grab me a, 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 I want a venti Starbucks. And I'm like, oh, no. I mean, that's like, you know, the, the, the cardinal sin, right? It's like, no, you, you can't have coffee because, of course, coffee lets everything move, right? It pushes everything down the pipe. I'm like, oh, God, no. And she just looks at me. And it was, this was so funny because that very, like, Eastern European stoic expression, she goes, 
trust me, I'm a professional. I'm like, all right, <laughs> fucking venti Starbucks coming up, right? So she got her venti Starbucks and I mean, she was as clean as a whistle because she knew exactly what she had to do when she got in that bathroom and she knew her protocol worked. So there is this sense of, you know, if you're doing this all the time, you can start to really trust yourself. Of course, sometimes that trust comes from trial and error and it's going to come from failure, right? You know, there's, there's, you know, they say there's no failure, only feedback. Well, you're going to get feedback if it doesn't work. So, but, so the cleaning protocol, there's a couple different ways you can go about it. What I find, um, if you're just going to do it as not being super paranoid, my recommendation would be an hour before you're going to have anal sex, right? And there's a reason why I say one hour, because you want all the water to be out of your system. You want it to all be gone. Um, the biggest mistake you can ever do if it goes wrong, in my opinion, is to go clean yourself five minutes before you're going to do anal sex. Because if there's any water trapped up there, and it just happened to make it to your, you know, to your, your, your upper rectum. I mean, it's like, it's like the shit storm tsunami of diarrhea water that is just coming everywhere. I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's bad, right? It is not good. Not a good look. Not a good look. So you want to make sure that's not going to happen. And I know sometimes people are like, oh, you know, I, I just cleaned it. I want to go right there. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. Wait right? Get all the water out of you. Like you already did the cleaning, right? So unless you're going to go to the bathroom again, I mean, it's clean, you know, it's not going to be any cleaner. Now the fact that you did it now versus, you know, 45 minutes have passed, but in that 45 minutes, now there's a chance, you know, your body's going to absorb the rest of the water. And there's also another protocol that I have girls go through to get the rest of the water out. So, but if you're, if you're in a situation where you're not crazy um, paranoid, I think one hour before is is plenty. I think that's good. Now, if you are the kind of person where you are going to have a thermonuclear meltdown, if any shit happens, then what you could do is mm, multiple things, and I'll go through them as we level up the severity of this, right? So what you could do is you know, first of all, you can do two cleanings, right? Meaning you could do a cleaning with water in the morning and then you could do a cleaning also one hour before you're going to do the event, right? So you've done two cleanings. Now, more than likely, we've nipped it in the bud, right? Um, if you are further concerned, now this can go either way. But you can use an actual enema. Now, that can be very, and I'm going to emphasize this for all your listeners, very catastrophic as well. Because you have to do that <laughs> way in advance. I mean, that is something like you, if you're going to do an enema, that better be in the morning. And you better be fucking late at night. Because depending on the strength of the enema, I mean, it's going to keep working for a long time, right? 
Like you, it, it, you may feel like you need to take a shit for hours. I mean, I have one, um, one friend of mine who is, he's an actual porno producer. So he, he'd gone through this, but there was a point in his life where he needed to have, um, hemorrhoid surgery. So literally before the surgery, they were like, you got to do this enema. So he actually went through the process of taking an enema and he was like, he told me, he's like, he's like, God, I've never shit so much in my life. Like it was just like nonstop, right? He's like, I must've gone to the toilet there like 10 times, right? Um, until there was nothing left. So you do have to be aware that if you are going to use um, an actual enema, that it will work for a long time. And you got to make sure that that is no longer working when you decide that you are going to now, you know, go do this. Um, so that is, as far as a medical intervention, that that is the, the first one. Now, something... Um, that a lot of women in porno will do sometimes if, if it's necessary, though I highly, highly, um, disagree with it. And, and I would really caution anybody that decided to do this, but I mean, it does work. So there are, um, a lot of times girls will take Imodium right? Because then you are not going to shit, right? And it does have a tendency to just dry everything up. The downside, of course, is that, you know, you, that may work for the fact that, you know, you get to have this night of anal sex, but then uh, you might be blocked four days, right? Um, so there's that, that is the, the very real thing if you're going to start playing around with an anti-diarrheal medication like that. Um, so then, of course, the 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 furthest extreme that you can also go is the fact that you stop eating the night before. So I've known girls that have actually gone that far. So I've known girls that have put it all together when they are absolutely paranoid. They will stop eating the night before. Then they will do, you know, an enema in the morning. Like they'll actually use the enema, you know, and then they'll do a they'll do a cleaning flush and then they will potentially take some emodium as a last resort. Like they do it all because they are wow. Yeah, they're terrified, right? But it's it's a it's a minority, and I think you know for most people, if you if you just did a wash, like a really good um, wash with water, and when I say wash with water, I mean that means two things, right? Um, you know, let's because I I'm I'm picturing people at home being like, oh, they just splash some water on the outside. No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about. Um, you're either going to get uh, some sort of um, a reusable enema bottle that you're going to fill with just water. And then you're going to be filling it with water, squeezing it up your ass, and then pushing out the water into the toilet or a shower or a bathtub, whatever is working for you. All right. So that was very thorough. Wow. I have, I have more information now great than for I a germaphobe. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, and this next question, cause we are getting short on time here. Um, and it's an important question because people do listen to these uh, tips for toys. So what toys and accessories are you recommending or do you have any specifics that you love? As far as um, anal sort of toys, um, to me really, I think the, the, the best thing, like if, if you were wanting to do anal, especially that evening, if you had just a medium-sized butt plug, right? Nothing fancy. 
something probably um, uh, soft. Not I wouldn't get something like glass or metal. I mean, those are just they look interesting, but I don't think they feel good. Um, but just a medium sized butt plug and just put it in and just sit with it. Just get used to it because you can really prepare yourself so that the process goes a lot quicker if you do that. So I've known girls, you know, especially in porno, they would put one in and sit in the makeup chair, just have it in there for an hour, right? Because it's just, it's just keeping it stretched open. It's getting you used to the feeling. It's allowing the, the sphincter just to relax. You know, now is it opening it, it up as much as a dick? No. I mean, unless your guy's not hung. No, it's not doing that. But it's definitely prepping you to the point that whatever protocol that you have to go through to start to make it so that it's pain-free for you is definitely going to be shortened by a lot. Right, because you you're already um, stretched out a little bit, and you're already accustomed. So, I mean, we're we're talking toys. That's probably the most pragmatic and useful thing that I would say um, when it comes to the anal game, because it, it it just really prepares you, and it doesn't it doesn't require anything. I mean, you 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 can just put it in there, and then once it snaps around, it you know it's unlikely to fall out. And, you know, you could just put some panties on over top and you, know, you could be cooking breakfast. You could be doing whatever. Right. And you're just like getting ready. So it's kind of like a uh, like plug and play, so to speak. Oh, I see what you did there. Well, and and I actually I agree with you entirely. I'm a huge fan of, of plugs for relaxing the ass. And also just sometimes they can feel nice. I know people that have walked around the streets of Santa Cruz with butt plugs in their ass. I know someone who used to be afraid of the dentist. And so she would wear a stainless steel butt plug with a Savarsky crystal sticking out. They didn't know that she had that on, but she would just put her focus on this butt plug in her ass instead of the, what the dentist was doing to her actual mouth uh, because it helped her to relax. And then she had this nice, pleasurable kind of feeling of fullness. Um, some other butt plugs that we really like, I like what you said, the medium size one. We love the booty plug is B-O-O-T-Y or I-E? B-O-T-I-E from Fun B-O-O-T-I-E. Factory. B-O-O-T-I-E. Yeah, from Fun Factory. You can get that at purepleasureshop.com. Um, also, I like the kits that come with multiple sizes. So there's a small, medium, and large. And I find I just always go for the medium in all of those kits. But you can start with a small, work, work your way up to medium. The large, maybe that's your jam. You're awesome. Um, and, and, and maybe not, but then you can kind of figure out what you like. And again, we have these kits at purepleasureshop.com. There's one by Rianne S that has their all silicone. They have the, um, the crystal on the end. And then there's the Night Rimmer set, which I really mm-hmm. like. So you can go check that out if you go to purepleasureshop.com. And again, if you just go, if you just go to the, um, the anal section, I think it's uh, butt plugs, actually is the section. And then you can use coupon code ShamelessX and get 15% off. And anal beads are good too. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're a different function. But yeah. they, have you tried them? I've tried the I bendy beads. I you have to really try though, like a you full just, set. It's kind of like a little teaser that you just, you can start small and go bigger i'm not i i like plugs for prep but those yeah. just for play do you put the whole strand in or do you just put part i of only it? have the, the, the oh, i only have the bendy beads really okay. but they're all silicone so they flex they're flexible so they kind of contour with your body yeah um and it's just it's more playful than than preparatory in yeah. my opinion um but I, we they're have interesting. a mutual friend that used to love them they were yeah. like she, there's a joke about her her um them being like for some reason just getting lost everywhere and one of her friends borrowed her car and found her butt plugs under her car under, seat. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh thank you i like her style uh okay so we are oh we are at we're doing great on time over here we're the, so, I'm, this is one of those topics that we could talk about 
for hours upon hours. And that's why there's a whole month of anal August to talk about anal. So, uh, but we will have to move forward and have you, Eric, tell us how people can continue to learn about you, work with you. Oh, we found your episode number, by the way. It's 196. It's called Unleash Your Sexual Superpowers, A Porn Star's Guide to Sexual Mastery with Eric Everhart. So y'all can go and listen to that to hear more of what Eric has to say. There wasn't a lot of anal talk in that one, maybe a little bit. Um, but tell us about your book, the work that you do today. I know you have workshops and offerings coming up. And how can people find you and work with you? Yeah, so uh, they can find me at uh, my website, www.ericeverhard.com. And uh, if they go there, they can get uh, three free chapters of my book. So they just uh, subscribe, put their email in, and they'll get uh, three free chapters so that they can start learning. Chapter three is on pussy eating. So they get that one as well. So they can start putting it into practice. Um, on the uh, other socials, uh, I'm really active on Instagram at uh, Eric Everhard official. So that's the handle there. And yeah, I've got uh, courses coming down the pipe. I actually have a uh, crushing performance anxiety course that'll be launching in the next couple of months for guys where I basically teach them my entire mindset and tactics to be able to get hard absolutely anywhere at any time. So that's coming down the pipe. So look forward to that. You have over 3000 films over under your belt or over your belt or in your belt uh, in your <laughs> pants uh three that you've directed over three thousand films i wonder how many how many have you starred in uh, I've been, a lot <laughs> i've been in a lot of movies i, I wish a lot of movies i mean i yeah I'm impressed by you and I'm impressed by your information. You're such a great speaker. You have so much to share with us and our listeners. This was a fantastic episode, Eric. Thank you so much. And to all of our listeners out there, guess what? You can tell us how much you love us too by going and giving us five stars on iTunes. It just helps more people find their shameless sex in their lives and become part of the shameless sex revolution, y'all. We'll see you next Tuesday. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.